Hi, I'm Frank Daly, and welcome to That Sounds Interesting podcast. My guest today is Caroline Brogdon uh, from North Carolina, who's on a two-month work trip to Lisbon. Caroline is interested in writing, and she's part of a Lisbon writers group. So welcome, Caroline. It's great to have you on my podcast today. Thank you, Frank. I'm so excited to be here. So there's a good few things we, we're going to talk about as we were discussing earlier on, um, Caroline. But first of all, maybe you can give me a little bit of background. Sure. So as you said, I'm on a little work trip, uh, but I'm not doing a whole lot of work, doing a lot more play while I'm here. Uh, I'm in university in, at the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill, and I'm on a study abroad program here in Lisbon. So. While I'm here, I'm on kind of an exchange, but I'm not affiliated with any university here in Portugal. So when people ask me what I'm doing, um, I usually muddle my way through the answer and get to the end point, which is I'm not doing a whole lot. But technically, I'm here uh, working with a company called Speak, and they lead language exchange and run a language app. And my job with them is to call people on the phone who have registered to lead language groups and say, well, do you want to lead a language group now? Um, and try to get them allocated to groups. That sounds like quite an interesting type of project. And, and it gives you time also to explore Lisbon. Yes, it's the perfect setup because I work, I'm using air quotes, Monday, Tuesday, and Thursdays. So Wednesdays, Fridays, and the weekends, I get to just putz around. That's super, that's super. And are you enjoying it in Lisbon? I am loving it. This is the perfect time to be doing this podcast with you because about a week ago, I was like, oh gosh, I'm still kind of getting used to being here, still feeling a little unsettled. Um, but now that I'm here and I know so many wonderful people from the writers group and I know my roommates here in Lisbon a little bit better, I'm really enjoying it. Good, good. And the writers group, uh, Lisbon writers group is very good. I've interviewed a good few people from that group, actually. And, and you've met many of them, obviously, as well. Yes. So um, actually, and regarding writing, um, you've done a little bit of writing. Yes. Well, I have been journaling almost every day since I was about 13 years old. So I have quite an extensive collection of diaries that are just mortifying. Um, even the entries from two weeks ago are embarrassing. Um, <laughs> but I do have quite a bit of writing in that way, a, lot, a bit of writing practice. Um, so it's become kind of a part of my daily routine. But in terms of writing that I workshop or share with other people, since starting university, I have been in poetry classes. And so this next year for me, when I return home from this two-month two stint here in Lisbon, I will be working on a poetry thesis where oh, I'm supposed super. to write a whole book of poems. Wow. And have you written many poems? Yeah. Oh, Frank. <laughs> It's, um, I have written in, in, probably about 20 or so poems in my university career, if you can call it that, that are worth sharing with anybody. Okay, but you would have written lots of different uh, smaller ones that you might not necessarily want to share with people, yes. I guess. Yes. Okay, and it, it takes time to think about writing a poem to distill yes. the thoughts into something that's works well together and sounds good. Oh, yes. Do you ever write poems? Uh, I have in the past, but not, not really. Mostly I write short stories or novels. Right. Which I've enjoyed every, every time you've read anything. <laughs> in, 
at the writing group, anything I've written at the writing group and read out, they were more like flash fiction. Yes. Because like, you can only write maybe a thousand words or so in an hour. Or but that's so. still impressive, Frank. I mean, if you think poetry is hard to get it so that you can have it in a short amount of time and that it sounds good. I mean, flash fiction, you have to have character development and, and there's got to be conflict. You're coming up with that quickly. Well, I normally have an idea, a few ideas, so that when, I, when we sit down to do writing, I know what I'm supposed to write about. So, but anyway, this is more, this is about you, not about me. <laughs> so, um, continuing on about what you're doing in college, you were telling me a little bit about that. Yes. So, my, my favorite thing to do is the writing, but it's not my main course of study. So, as we were talking about in the American university system, we get to choose a major course of study, which is the majority of our classes, and then minors, which don't have to be related at all to our major course. So my major course is geography, which is ironic because I'm not very good at reading maps, um, but that's okay. And uh, my concentration <laughs> within, the, within the field is in urban planning uh, and regional planning. And then my other minor is in creative writing, which is how I got into poetry. That's a good combination. There's a kind of a balance there, I think. And what do you think that you will work at when you leave college? Which is next year, isn't it? It is next year. Oh, don't remind me, Frank. I don't know what I'm going to do. I, like I said, I, I, um, I keep asking for suggestions. Whenever people ask me, what are you going to do? I say, well, what do you think I should do? <laughs> you could start out by teaching. You could teach, you could teach geography. Um, but there's a million of, and one other things you could do. What do you want to do? I would like um, to, as another of my favorite phrases of the moment, is to work to live, not live to work. So hopefully I will find some kind of job after college that allows me to pay bills and have a, a comfortable place to sleep at night, um, but that I can dedicate most of my time to gardening and writing and spending time with friends. That sounds idyllic. It does. <laughs> what world do I live in? <laughs> so um, tell me a little bit more about your interaction with the groups here on the project that you're working on here in, in Lisbon. Yes. So um, part of Speak is, like I said, I, I call people on the phone to try to get them to allocated to groups to lead. But I myself am leading a language group right now for English Basic One. So in theory, for people who have never spoken English before. Um, and also in theory, I would have a co-buddy who speaks, in this case, Portuguese as a way of helping facilitate teaching English because I do not speak Portuguese. I do not have uh, a co-buddy. So it is me and about 12 Brazilians who meet every Tuesday and Thursday night from 7 to 8 to 30. And we have a blast. That's true. And, and you communicate by hand signals, I guess, is it? Yes. But there are, to, to their immense credit, there are several people in the group who say who signed up for this group as an English basic one who are much farther along in their language learning journey and so are doing a lot of translating and real great solid support and encouragement of one another for some of the people in the group who are not as confident it's really a, a really wonderful thing to watch good and have you picked up any portuguese while you've been here 
Oh, Frank, are you trying to trick me into speaking Portuguese poorly on this podcast? No, I, I would be the last person to do that, having been here for many times and still don't know Portuguese. Well, last night, um, one of the group members taught me a very Brazilian phrase, um, which is show de bola, which is like, oh, that's really wonderful. That's excellent. That is super cool. The example that he was giving me is Friday is Shojibola. Monday is not Shojibola. <laughs> okay, so that sounds like, like you're, you're getting on really well with the group. And I know you're sharing accommodation where you're living, actually. Yes. How's that working out? So we each have our own room, which is a blessing that I did not expect at all. But we have four rooms in the apartment and a shared little living space and a good spacious kitchen, which gives us plenty of room to cook. Um, and the three of the, the other three women are all working on the same project for a shared internship. So we're part of the same study abroad program, but we've come from different universities. And I'm the only one in our little group of four who's working in person with a Portuguese company. The other three are doing a, like a project-based online remote. Okay, okay. And, but you never met these people before? No, I had never met them. And so how did that work out initially? When we first arrived, I think it took us all a little bit of time to get our bearings. And as somebody who has traveled and left home before, I know for myself personally that I am not the best version of myself when I am experiencing fear or I'm experiencing change. And so um, I'm grateful to them for being so gracious with me about kind of holding up in my room a little bit those first couple of days. And now we... We go out for dinner together, we go out for lunch, we go on little excursions around the city. But I mean, you hit the ground running. I mean, in the first few days, the first few days that you were here, because I met you at the, um, the uh, sketching uh, meetup and you yes. were there and then you, you came along to the writing group oh, and you were, only, you were only in Lisbon for a few days at that stage. I think that was my third day. So that was a really good, actually, I have to say. Thank you, Frank. Thank you. I knew that if I arrived and the only thing that I did was sit in my room, that I would just spiral. So I knew I needed to get out. And so do you socialize with the people who you're sharing with? Yes. Uh, are they from uh, the United States as well? Or? They are, yes. So one of the women is from California. One of them is also from North Carolina. And then the third is from Texas. Okay, so, so you have a blast, as you were saying earlier on. Well, anyway, it, 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 it seems like it's an ideal setup for you, getting a bit of work, getting around the city, learning a, a little bit of the language and learning and interacting with people and doing some writing. Yes, I could not have a better summer. So it may help you uh, get some ideas about what you're going to do when you finish college then, when you go back. Yes, it really, it, it has. I think, um, I don't know of any company or any organization quite like Speak, for instance, off the top of my head in North Carolina or in the States, but I know, of course, that it exists. And it's, it's good, um, good information for me to have about what matters to me in a workplace. So far in my college time, the jobs, quote unquote, that I've had have not been in an office space and um, 
Yeah, I, I've th this past year spent a lot of time working on a professor's farm, and so that was a very different environment work-wise than going into an office and being on a laptop. So, um, Caroline, um, you mentioned journalism earlier on as something that you might be interested in. Yes. Yeah, so, well, I am interested in it in theory. Um, but yes, my dad growing up has been such a good advocate uh, for me and of me. And I'm so grateful for all of the times that he said, oh, well, you should consider doing this and has believed that I can do things. Um, and one of those is he has really encouraged me to pursue journalism because I love to interact with people. I love to be interviewed. I love to interview others. And um, I have a friend who after graduating from college a couple of years ago. She is not in journalism, but exposed me to this whole field that I had no idea about, which is like working for the Library of Congress or some kind of affiliated um, organization where you can still be interviewing people, but you're also recording materials for um, larger government institutions. And there's a lot about that where it's not quite journalism, but still involves some amount of like oral history kind of stuff. That would of course, be interesting. That of course, interesting. you're recording content, you're making content right. really that relates to maybe the present day or, or current affairs that are happening, or maybe even history as well yes, as a possibility. So uh, that sounds like an interesting possible career path. And I guess many journalists work uh, um, uh, if you are doing journalism, uh, um, are self-employed now, you know, they create their own channels, uh, YouTube channels and, and uh, podcast channels. Have you done any podcasting uh, before? I have never uh, created my own podcast, but a couple of summers ago, NPR, the National Public Radio in the States, has a, a station in North Carolina, WUNC. I listen to them all the time. And they have a youth summer institute where uh, for free, you can participate over the summer and work with two journalists who have worked at WUNC for a long time, and you can come up with your own story and you practice pitching a story and, and do all of that. And it was during the start of the pandemic, so it was um, it was a different setup. We were online instead of being in person like they would usually do it, but that was really fun. It was a good little taste of what that would be like. That sounds a super idea, actually, and, and, and could lead on to a career in that area. So I guess there's a lot of uh, um, a change going to happen in, in sometime next year then when you finish college. Tell me about it. Unless you do further, are you, would you consider doing some further um, uh, study, maybe do, another, do a master's or a PhD or something? I would. I definitely would. It's a big financial commitment to do that in the States. I imagine it is in other places, but there would be some amount of debt um, to take on to do that. So if I do a master's program, it will be hopefully after a couple of years of working and then knowing, yes, for sure, I want to commit to this program. That's a good idea because, you, yeah, exactly. You're going back into something that you really want to progress in, at that stage. Okay, Caroline, listen, it's been really interesting to chat to you. I've enjoyed having you on my podcast and thanks very much for being here today. Thank you so much for having me, Frank. Thanks a lot.